Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel. And you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to... No Gimmicks Needed. If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy, and coming in for me, my co-host today, Quattro, the hard R from the Soul Trek Enterprise. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Everything has been going good. So, you know, hey, we missed a whole podcast last week, so I do apologize. But to everybody out there... Coming, uh, if you guys hearing this tonight, most likely you're hearing this on Monday, and today is my birthday, so I'm not going to be. Hey, hey I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, celebrate. Had the confetti fall down, but uh, for those listening out there, I'm putting this out there right now in the beginning. So for my birthday into July, I'm going to be a very busy man, very busy man. And Quattro, who is helping me out at my wedding and actually has a role in it, will be very busy as well. So I'll be there. Hey. <laughs> exactly. So there's going to be a lot of things going on. So the videos that you guys will see this week are pre-recorded videos already. Me and Swag on Zero record a bulk of videos. What I'm going to try to do is try to I'm going to try to hit a couple E3 videos. And the only thing that I plan on keeping active while I'm uh, getting ready for my wedding and everything is the podcast. So every weekend, you guys can expect the podcast. I know for the past three weeks, people have been wondering, where's your Raw and SmackDown reviews in the morning that I usually put up? Well, that's, uh, I'm here to tell y'all right now that until after I get married, the Raw and SmackDown reviews will be a part of the No Gimmicks Needed podcast. So I get married on the 30th. So from, from this date, June 11th, when y'all hearing this, all the way back to I get back from my honeymoon, so probably the second weekend in July, that's when I'll start going back to having Raw reviews and SmackDown reviews. But all in between there, they're going to be right here on the No Gimmicks Needed Podcast. So if y'all looking for them, make sure y'all check out the podcast, and we will talk, we'll go over the review. Just like this Raw from last Monday and the SmackDown from last Tuesday. And the one, the Raw that comes on tonight on my birthday and the Raw that comes on Tuesday, because I'm supposed to be doing something uh, to celebrate on Tuesday anyway. Y'all hear that on the Money in the Bank and NXT TakeOver Chicago Predictions podcast, which will come out later on this week. So I think we can follow that, right, Quattro? 
Absolutely can. Absolutely. So, also, before we get into the podcast, there's a lot to talk about, like I said, since we did miss a week, is that we got to pay the bills, and that is to our collaborator, Spacious Productions, our production company. Make sure you guys check out Spacious Productions, uh, their website, and check out the Mark and Dark show, which comes on every weekend. I think every Saturday, I believe it is, but it is, it's a weekly show. Make sure you check it out. I'm pretty sure they're talking about E3 and all the cool things that's been happening this past weekend. We actually have a podcast, a Nerdgasm Talk podcast. We talked about our E3 predictions as well, and maybe next weekend we'll go over actual uh, the results of E3. I'm very curious to see what's going on with Sony and Nintendo as they come up uh, throughout the week. I know Quattro's really into Nintendo. So you know, you know I am. <laughs> yeah, because I'm very curious to see what this Pokemon uh, Pikachu and Eevee game is on the Switch. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm like, please don't be Sun and Moon. <laughs> please don't be. And uh, you know, I, I doubt for the rest of the fans out there, I seriously doubt we're going to hear anything about WWE 2K19 because 2K rarely comes to E3 at all. Right? They they never do. So. If y'all hear anything about 2K, and like the only thing I heard from E3 before from 2K was Mafia 3. And that was, you know what? I can actually I can actually comment on that because I actually have heard something as of today. If, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. What's up? They said the roster will be current up to the last takeover. For what wrestling? For 2K for this year. That that was announced. They said the roster will the be- roster. Will be current up until current. the the last takeover. Right, not Chicago, the one right before this. Okay, so the the one right yeah. before this was WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania weekend. New Orleans. Okay, okay, okay. Whoo! Bianca Belair is so, the game. Is all I need. They said everybody that is currently active on the WWE roster will be available, whether it's early release. In game or DLC, but they all are available. Woo! That so sounds that's the 2K knowledge from E3 this weekend. Oh, you know what? I'm glad for that piece. Of, okay, man, I gotta look. I gotta look that up. That that, that is a. You know what? Sounds like a video to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like a video to me. You know, Quattro, I appreciate you bringing up that news. I didn't even think. Uh, about that at all. So you know what? Hey, that's some good 2K news there. Cause I was wondering. I was like, hey, you need, you need to go put Leo Rush in the game. Is he coming to 205 Live now? See, you know what? I feel like he is, but I feel like his rating gonna be dirt based yeah, upon what he said. <laughs> 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 oh, you want to talk? Give him a forty. <laughs> you you are you are absolutely right. But you know what? Again, to our first thing of the day here. Speaking of dirt, because you brought up dirt, and I'm just like, you know, it's all up in my eye, and that is. Mm-hmm. Your boy CM Punk. Oh, Punk, what are, what are you doing? Yo, what you know what, we... first off? Huh? Shout out. For, I just want to shout out for him for actually winning that case. I was about wow. to say that. What a week he had. My man won the case against, uh, what was it? what's the doctor's name from WWE? I don't got the doctor's name right in front of me. I just been calling it Punk versus WWE. And you know what? Checkbox Punk on that one. Yes. He actually won that case. I mean... It's not like he he came prepared. He really did. <laughs> oh, he came prepared, and I'm just like, you know, he uh, revealed some things. First of all, I, the, the person I felt bad for out this whole case is Coca Cabana. And I'm like, my man didn't say <laughs> nothing about this doctor, but he still got to pay these court fees. Mm-hmm. I, like, 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 y'all prosecuted man for having a podcast. 
And I'm like, <laughs> right. well, that sucks. Right. So let's watch what we say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but you know, CM Punk did 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 win the case against the uh, that doctor, and I'm like, I don't know what he was thinking because honestly, he came in there with absolutely. No really kind of physical evidence of what he he hasn't lost his job. He still works for WWE. He hasn't lost his practice, his license, or anything of that mm-hmm. nature. It'll have been different if that happened, but it didn't. So right, CM Punk. The doctor uh, pretty much said, "I knew you were hurt," and and I didn't stop it. And then that's when the court pretty much said, "Well, <laughs> what else are we going to do?" <laughs> exactly. So the defamation of character hasn't changed anything. Uh, what happened other than CM Punk probably saying he told the truth now whether you know is the truth or not about the same but when it comes to the case what the court of law here in America is to prove your side of the story if you prove it you win it right what you said about defamation of character what Punk said after the case wow now what did he say after the case I, I didn't see what he said after the case so some of the things he was saying going on um, after the case he was just going in on WWE talking about how bad their practices are, how they need to fix this and fix that. And it was, for a lot of people, it was like, Punk, you rub, you won the case. You didn't have to rub it in their face. Like, <laughs> That's what probably pissed so, me. I'm listening. I mean, have we all heard, don't ever burn your bridges? You know what I'm saying? Oh, CM Punk takes the whole know? bridge down. Right. I mean, how do we know UFC going to work out for him, really? Yeah, it's not because that moves into the next one where uh, CM Punk at UFC. I, I don't know what was the number of this UFC uh, fight that it was, but CM Punk had a second fight. Now we remember back in 2016 when CM Punk had his first fight, Ooh. and my man got beat in two minutes and 14 seconds. Mm. Like he got laid mm. the fuck out. Now um, that fire burned. It it, 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 it did. It, oh, it's it so dead. So yeah, because uh, he lost to Mike Jackson at UFC 225, and then uh-huh. uh, wait, hold on. The former UFC star whose birthday info suffered a reality one side decision lost. Okay, so it's UFC 225. So he won up against a guy by the name of Mike Jackson this past Saturday night at the United Center, and he got shut out. All three judges scored in a shutout for Jackson, 30 to 26. And you know what? Now, I heard Dana White come up afterwards and was not happy with Mike Jackson's performance because I really think that Dana White got something to get CM Punk. Even coming up in there. I mean, maybe it's the type of thing like, you want to talk a big deal? Well, let me show you a big deal. Okay, can you you humble yourself? He might be trying to humble him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what the case may be, but he was like he just, we, he he wanted him to knock him out. But the, so I was seeing the highlights from the match, and bruh, did he? I mean, he he was bleeding at the end of it to the point they had to take it him to like, the hospital, right? It looked like a world star video. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like one of the drones where you see the kids in the street and somebody on the side like, look that bull, that's crazy. It's not over, and I'm just looking at the whole video like. I'm like, I'm like, the CM Punk does not take no defense in this classes because he be get, he be leaving his his shots wide open, and they be tagging him with these forearms and with these fists. And I'm just like, bro, you be swelling up way in right. round one before we even get to anything else. It felt it feels like UFC and WWE got that same doctor. Like, no, let him keep going. What? <laughs> 
now he now now according according to here ESPN I'm actually looking at here Dana Wright said uh-huh. it probably should be a wrap up like it should be done he said uh, the guy 39 years old I love the guy he's the nicest guy in the world we gave him two shots he had a lot of heart tonight in this fight and I think he should call it a wrap. <laughs> Now, with that being said, let's say CM Punk does call it a rap. Now what? He's going to be all in. Do you really think? You think Cody will bring him all in? I, look, I'm telling you right now. First of all, I'm the guy that said that CM Punk's not going to be at all in. He's going to be signing autographs, but he's not going to be at all in. There's some people that still, still think that CM Punk is going to be all in. And, and I was saying to myself, like, it all depends on how this fight goes. If he wins, he ain't all in. If he loses, I think he's all in. And he lost pretty bad to the point where it's like, okay, because you know, when you're a wrestler trying to be a UFC fighter, there have been successful ones. If you look at Brock Lesnar, you look at Bobby Lashley, those some ass kicks. Well, just not Brock's first fight. No, no. But I, I mean, fight. but you know, you, when you come into a new sport, you know, it's different. Same thing with football players when they come into uh professional wrestling like uh-huh. Tino Sabatelli it's just like you just don't pick it up that quickly and you know you look terrible in your first match but as you and, but, I mean, he, but right well, now he's pretty, pretty decent I mean I definitely agree with you he came in with something to prove oh you're from wrestling and you say you can really fight the show us you can really fight but after this you've shown that it, it didn't work out like that my guy so I feel like for him to go to all in now, can you imagine how that crowd will react against him? They will probably love him because, it's, because it's wrestling fans, though. Because it's because it's wrestling indie fans. But remember, he was an indie darling before UFC, before WWE. So there's a love there. It'd be different if he was like a Shayna Baszler. Okay. Or Ronda Rousey, who started out kicking ass in MMA or UFC, and come to the WWE or come to like a wrestling show because they lost, like Ronda did. But the only difference between Ronda Rousey is that even though she did lose, she's still a bad motherfucker. I mean, I'm just imagining the public backlash. Remember, let's imagine he comes to All In, some impromptu match against I don't know who, and he wins the match. Oh, are you going to see social media tomorrow? Well, I guess he can fight when it's scripted. Probably so. But you know what? I think he'd get more heat coming back to WWE than he would going to All In. I, I don't think WWE would allow that at that mo- at this current moment. At the current moment, probably not. But I'm just saying, but Vince let anybody back. Okay, Ultimate Warrior came back. Absolutely, but he going to hold him for a while. Oh, Let's yeah. be real. He going he gonna to hold him for, for quite some time. I'm, I'm going to need you to stew in what you did. You right, and then when no, no, when no, nobody wants you, or when you done in your indies, and you really want to make some real money, and I really want a big pop, so I can disrespect you on the biggest stage of them all, then I'll let you come back. But oh, until because, then, because CM Punk, no, if he come back to WWE, you going to eat some major crow, bro. Major Oof. crow. I need Corey Graves to come back out of retirement. <laughs> so yeah, so 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 Corey Graves was saying stuff on Twitter about CM Punk. Now I, I missed the whole Twitter feud. Can somebody please give me the update of what they were saying? So what basically happened is um, there was rumors going around that CM Punk had reached out to some of the WWE people that tried to reach out to him afterwards and, you know, congratulate him on actually winning his case. Yeah. And 
what it was pretty much dumbed down to was CM Punk was saying to these guys, oh, um, used to work for WWE, so I can't associate with you anymore. That's what CM Punk was saying? So, that's what CM Punk was saying. Oh, wow. So, so there was actually an interview done, and I don't have... I, I want to say the Wrestling Observer, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, did an interview with Corey Graves, and when Corey Graves confirmed that, and that's what sent um, the tweets going off. That's what triggered in in a, basically Corey Graves saying like, "I don't know how you're going to turn your back on the company that made you," or, and I wanted to let you know that this isn't a and tagged. Vince McMahon and tagged Triple H. This ain't them speaking. This is me. This is personal. This is your friend. This mm. is when you hold this guy's baby. This is when I we had dinner after you got fired and let you know that it's all going to work out for the best because you're that guy that works hard. He was like, you was like a mentor to me. And now you just spitting back in my face and the face of others. You're real friends. And I'm not okay with that. Mmm. That's why I got so personal so quick. Corey Graves was actually angry. And something we've said on this podcast before, Corey Graves going to tell you what he thinking. <laughs> yeah, regardless. He going to say it. So the fact that he says something like that, that's supposed to be someone close to him. And Corey Graves even went far as, like, I just want to let you know, this isn't just my opinion. There's others that had this opinion. Now, I'm not going to name no names, but it's crazy how you turn your back on your friends that was there for you when they shouldn't have been there for you. I agree. And you don't do this to us. I agree, because I think sometimes CM Punk takes his personal issues with WWE out on the people that are working for WWE. Right, and that's not... I agree with you there. That's not right. That's not right. If I had a problem with you, I'm not going to hate the whole nerd coalition. That just don't make sense. It don't. I'm just saying, it's, it's, I have a problem. It's strictly with you, and his problem should be with Vince and Triple H. Which right. I can understand. But I'm just like, the close relationships he had, like, I, I was always, like, when I was watching um, the WWE photo shoot on uh, WWE Network the other day, and I seen they, they uh-huh. was doing one Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I pic- saw that one. Yeah, and a picture of him and CM Punk came up, and I was like, you know, I remember when they were real close. They, they used to, they were tag team champions, and then they they, 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 they would play games all the time in the back and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and they called each other their road wife, and I mean, like, CM Punk de- defended for him, you know, when he got uh, pulled over by mm-hmm. D, uh, was it DWBI or whatever, it, 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 DWB. Right. Yeah, so I was like, so uh, are they still cool, or is it because they're Absolutely. Kofi? Because uh, Kofi still doesn't they're not cool anymore. I have that same question. Kofi has has spoke on the topic, mm. and you're absolutely right. I've watched the uh, the CM Punk Blu-ray, Best in the World. Yeah. It's one of my favorite WWE Blu-rays. I agree. And Kofi is throughout that Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there talking, having conversation. Like you can tell, these are legit friends. And and that and that, come on, that almost raises a question. When you quit your job or you get fired for your job, are you still friends with some of your coworkers? Absolutely. Right. Just because we don't work together, don't mean you out of mind. You didn't. You did not exist. We just don't work together. That's all. And I remember so for him to take it out, if if that would really happen, if that's what's really going on, and me being a CM Punk fan, come, come on, man, not like this. I agree. I'm just like to, to the point. Like, well, look. 
people still gotta have careers. They still got families to feed, and they still got things uh-huh. to do. I mean, like I, I, I'm so sorry that the CM Punk experience did not work out the way he wanted to. But I'm just saying. But you know, like you can't just get. I hope he's not just taking it all out on everybody. Just because that's, that's absolutely that's absolutely wrong. I mean, if you look at John Morrison that just got married this past weekend, who was there? The Miz, yeah. Zack Ryder, <laughs> and um, there was somebody else there, but it's blanking me right now. But um, I'm saying John Morrison don't work for WWE, but they do. But everything was fine. Exactly. Even even when Triple H got married, you had Undertaker and Kevin Nash and all them people. That was in his wedding and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like, you know, hey, you should, you should be able to put business and personal uh, aside. I remember him having a fight with Coca Band. I'm just like, I don't know what is angering him. And it could be because usually when this shit happens, it's the fact that these guys leave WWE. They left a good paying job. Uh-huh. They know WWE is the biggest wrestling organization in the world. It is whether you like it or not. Whether you like That's it or truth. not. That's just the way. And they they just signed a a, a what billion dollar deal for at, with Fox. Like come on now. Like the WWE is not losing no money. Like people think they're losing. No, they're gaining a lot of money. And the thing is, you're, you're sitting out here and you're like, okay, but deep down inside, you want that back, right? Everybody sometimes. If, if, if they, you know, God forbid, you know, pass away or anything, it's just that mm-hmm. they come back. Yep. And to, the way I can the best describe CM Punk is I compare him to like Tio in football. Mm-hmm. You got the biggest chip on your shoulder that you think you're doing a service by throwing it back in these people's face because uh, Tio finally got announced to the Hall of Fame, but he don't want to go to the ceremony yep. now because he ain't picking first ballot. Bruh. Come on, come on. See, you got into the Hall of Fame. You're going to the Hall of Fame. It, 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 it even it's like a you know a legit one. I'm just so I'm just like you can't beat this petty. You can't be like it. You are so strong in your in your conviction that uh you want to take it out on on these people. But I'm like these people. Look at the end of the day. These guys, you're gonna burn so many bridges. You ain't gonna have no friends. Then when you do come back exactly. to WWE, if you do, it's not gonna be the same. Or what happens if you go to All In and then you leave All In because you want to do something else and you you can't burn down. You gotta at least save a bridge. I mean, that's why I know at the end of the day is money. Let's be real. At the end of the day is the money. So having him there at All In is definitely a is definitely a good cash grab. But at the same time, part of you gotta say is like. If he gonna treat them like that, we gonna do to us. You right. You right. I agree with you. But you know, and for for Cody's first first pretty much pay per view, that's him. He don't need that bad promotion. He don't. He don't. But you know, I'm gonna go into another pay per view that just happened, uh, which is actually one of the more popular ones here, and that is New Japan's Pro Wrestling Dominion 2018. Now. Uh-huh. I, now, I don't know if this is like their SummerSlam, but this is one of their big shows. Going with Wrestle Kingdom and going with all the other stuff that they, that they do. This is one of their bigger shows. So there's a lot oh, of... Rest. SummerSlam would be a good comparison. Yeah. So this is like one of the bigger shows. And of course, it was highlighted by two matches. 
And that, of course, that was the Naito versus Chris Jericho match. And that was the Kenny Omega versus Okada in a two out of three falls match. Now, the whole pay-per-view card. Now, did you see Dominion at all? Um, I watched the highlights from these two matches. Because I heard about it after it happened. I was like, well, let me go back and look, look at some of that. Yeah, now, of course, I didn't see. It was a nine-match card. I didn't see all the matches here. I do know Rey Mysterio uh, came back to join with Yushin Dunder Liger and, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, Tanahashi to go against the Bullet Club, which is Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Scroll. So, sounds like a good match. Uh, that sounds like a great match. I really want to go back and check out that match also. Uh, my boy Will Ospreay was, uh, there going against, uh, what was this, uh, Takahashi? Harumu Takahashi? Uh, I, I cannot get I cannot get the the Japanese names right. Y'all see this when it comes to this whole channel. That's why I don't do anime too much because <laughs> y'all can castrate me when y'all get these names right. I'm just like y'all are so hype on <laughs> Japanese stuff. I don't get it. But yeah, they don't do that. But uh, the ones I did see though. Oh, and then of course the Young Bucks finally uh go for the IWGP Tag Team Champions. That's the heavyweight tag team champions. So uh-huh. they, it finally got out of that, and they actually won that. So uh, it looked like a pretty good show. So I will be going back there and checking the whole thing out. But the two things I'm going to go with is uh, Chris Jericho versus Naito for that IWGP Intercontinental Championship. First of all, did you see Jericho's look when he came out? Yeah. I'm looking at him. I'm like, it's like Fozzie Jericho. <laughs> it's it, it kind of like Fozzie Jericho meets Charlie Chaplin meets a mime. In a way, and I'm like, it was weird. It was weird, but it works for him. But I, I kind of liked it. And then Naito came out looking like something from a generic anime <laughs> killer cartoon. Like I, I swore I see him coming into a hotel room in that Street Fighter anime. They used to come on mm-hmm. Encore Wham, which I do have on DVD, by the way, because I did enjoy that. Oh wow, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, I, I actually enjoyed the, the Street Fighter anime. I really did. And Naito looked during the Mortal Kombat one too. Not at all. Not at all. I hated that one, <laughs> and I hated the X Men ones too, and like the Marvel ones. I hated all those. Okay. Yeah, but uh, he just looked like one of them generic Japanese anime characters that come. That is, that's like a bodyguard for the main villain. And he had like a nice white and black suit on with his mask, and then Jericho just starts attacking this guy. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, you know how you do your usual tag. But no, these guys had like a whole match for like about seven to eight minutes with that brother having his suit on. Uh-huh. He uh, suplexed them on the floor. He powerbombed them to do them. First of all, I hate the tables that they have over in New Japan. Dumb tables. You don't are, like the tables? No, them tables are they, super small. No, Too small, no gift? No, no gift at all. It's just like... Just eat the pain that comes with this. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Naito finally got his suit off, uh, started making a little bit of a comeback. Uh, Jericho took some heavy spots. He popped his power driver on the table on the outside. And I'm just like, what is up with their, their guardrail? I'm just like, it looks like it's put together by like connects. And I'm just like, wow, this is like, this is really protecting the fans from the wrestlers, huh? Well, got to be front row at a New Japan show, I guess. You know, get the full experience, but uh, it was first of all, 
as big as that dome is, absolutely you better be front row. <laughs> exactly. So Jericho's damn near fifty years old, and the the brother can still go. Right. He, first battle Hall of Famer whenever he goes in. Yeah, whenever he goes in. And uh, Naito tries to go for his, his finishing move. I don't know what it's called, but where he like flips over your shoulder and comes back on the reverse DDT. But uh, uh-huh. Jericho gets out of it, pushes the referee, and then uh, low blows Naito. Nice heel work by Jericho. Hits the cold breaker, uh-huh. and Chris Jericho wins the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Your thoughts? Now, I, I didn't expect him to win. I, I felt it was almost like a gimmick match when he came back and fought Kenny Omega. Granted, it was a great match. Let's, let's get that all aside, but I didn't expect him to take the W away. <laughs> I didn't think what, so either. Does, how much time does Chris have? <laughs> I don't know because Chris I'm Jericho... I'm cruise. Yeah, I'm doing see, he, he shows with my band. He got a cruise at the end of the year. He got the show with Fozzie, and he came back to the for the Greatest Royal Rumble, and... Is the IWGP Intercontinental Champion? Oh, let's add on top of that. His band is the cover song for NXT Takeover Chicago. Isn't that some shows? Like work everywhere. <laughs> like the talent is just like he's everywhere. I'm just like, wait a minute. Fozzie is the one doing the cover for NXT, and I'm sitting here looking at myself like I got all this YouTube work to do, and I got all this wedding work to do. I'm just saying, <laughs> but Chris Jericho out here making music. Being champions and working all, he worked at like three companies in one and got a cruise at the end of the year. He needs to be a spirit animal. If Chris Jericho could do it, I could get it done. Exactly. <laughs> no, damn well, my heart probably stopped if I do Chris Jericho level work. <laughs> this is and, like, and, and pretty much, arguably, WH. This is amazing. <laughs> exactly. Chris Jericho's, you know, is the man. He still got that hole in his chest that creeps me out. But, uh, <laughs> he is, he is, so if you want to count all those, that's a 10 time Intercontinental Champion. Yes. 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 And I and I feel like I don't know how true this is. I think he's the only man to hold the WWE Intercontinental and the New Japan. I one, think right? I think so. When it comes to all the Intercontinental Champions, I'm thinking of in the history of the, the Bret Hart's and the Mr. Perfects of the world and the Razor Ramones. I think he's probably the only one to hold that from and um yeah, hold that and the uh, one from New Japan. So that you know, that's right. pretty damn impressive. He, he's arguably, arguably, the greatest intercontinental champion. Yes, I mean, <laughs> but you know, because my argument is gonna probably stop right there because I'm the, I'm a Jericho Mark, so you know, you, you got a couple correct. Long time fan, right there. Exactly. Long time fan. So by two J throwing the hands up, never forget. Exactly. Now the main event, Kenny Omega. With Kota Ibushi, it says here, with the, uh, goes against Okada with Guido in a no time limit. When they said this, first thing they said, no time limit, I said, this shit going to go over an hour. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Cause the How first can you wrestle for that long? Because they had, is this their fourth match that they had? Because I remember the, the first one early, was it last year? Then, then they had the one that went to an hour time limit draw. Then they had the other one, which I think that yeah, Omega lost that one. And then they have this one, the two out of three falls, no time limit. So as soon as they have, I said, this is going over an hour. And of course, the, the, the clock in time was one hour, four minutes, and 50 seconds. That is ridiculous. 
And you know what? When you watch a Kenny Omega match, it ain't like he's taking, like, you, you, when you see people have a match for an hour, you see them get breaks. They, they have rest holds. They do, you know, lie downs to help catch their breath. Kenny Omega don't stop moving. There is no slowdown in his fight style. And I'm like, bruh, there's no way you're going to, you can do this forever. Once he hit 40, his body going to shut down. That's when he'll come to WWE at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired now. Time to, time to work in WWE while I work less. <laughs> exactly. And uh, this match here from the highlights I was seeing was like, this shit's incredible. I need to sit down and watch this full hour. I might have seen five minutes of the match and just for the highlights. And these five minutes have told me that I need to. He gets the whole oh, hour. Oh, that, you know what's funny? Because you watch the five minute highlights. I watch the damn near 30 minute highlights. Oh, man. And I'm just like, there's still ain't no time for this match. Right. And I'm just, I'm watching. I'm sitting there. Okay, so uh, the way the moves that they was going for in this matchup. I don't know how many tombstones Kenny Omega took because Kenny Omega it, took it, 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 like a jumping tombstones too. Yeah, and he, he did tombstone on the apron. I'm just like, oh my god! Uh, Kenny Omega pulled out a 450. Uh, I did so. Okada takes the first win by a roll up, and I was like, okay, first fall goes to Okada. Okay, so then we know I know Kenny Omega was gonna get, but it's gonna get the second fall. I like how he. Pulled out the one wing angel on Okada to get the second fall. Good fall right there. And I was like, okay. So then when it got to the end of the match and then he hits the like the surprise uh one wing angel and then hits that V trigger. First of all, I don't give a fuck what Seth Rollins does. But <laughs> when it comes to Kenny Omega's V trigger, that looks like it hurts. Dumb knees in the head. When they be showing that, you can see the head ricochet off the knee. I'm like, you can't pay me enough. It looked like it hurt him to do it. it you, you can't pay me enough. <laughs> Every time I've looked at a Kenny Omega match. Now, I, I haven't seen a lot of Kenny Omega matches. But every time I looked at him in a match, I was always thinking, it's like, how did you get up the next day? Bruh, I don't get it. I I don't get it. I will say this though, this thing is on the match of the year tracker. It absolutely is. And I want to go back and actually see the full hour of it. You know what? You know what else we need to feel bad for in that match? The announcer. Did you hear his voice? No, I did not hear the voice of the announcer. I did not. Or if it was, I wouldn't pay attention. Like, like I would have, I would have. There's no way he could talk. There's none. He has no vocal box. Now, I'm, I'm sitting here during the podcast, and like I do every week, and I have my gallon of water next to me. So every time one of you guys talks, I take a sip of water. How do these announcers be talking for hours <laughs> on end and not take a sip of something to cleanse the palate? <laughs> At this point, you need just a tube and a helmet just so you can just funnel it. <laughs> I'm just like... I don't know how Mauro Renato does not like. First of all, I always see they got these Mountain Dews on on, on their uh, you know, the table to promote Mountain Dew. I'm like, if I could still drink Mountain Dew, the next time y'all come back to me, that bottle is empty. I would have a whole cooler. Yeah, my cooler. This is not for the it's, table. This is for me. <laughs> exactly. Like, like keep this stuff cool. 
Give me a Snapple. Give me some water. Give me something. Cause I gotta, I gotta talk the whole night. And then with WWE be doing these four hour pay per views, like this, this show, I think was four hours. Right. That shows you how much faith they have in him. Just you saying that alone. If your pay per view is four hours and you're giving two wrestlers a quarter, a yeah, quarter, quarter of and the- that's just the match. We ain't talking about the interest. We talk about the match was a quarter of your pay per view. I can't. I don't even have words for that. Is that and first of all, uh, Okada was champion for over six hundred days. Right. He was okay. So Kenny Omega finally, finally beats Okada with the one wing angel. I love the story that he told because he's been trying to hit that one wing angel on Okada for like a year. Uh-huh. But he finally got it, and then. Okada loses, so now Kenny Omega is the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. It's amazing. Wow. So I'm like, hey, what a way to kick off the summer with Kenny Omega as champion. So he's gonna be at All In, right? Yes, he is. So I wonder if they're gonna if, if what, what match he's gonna have at All In, you know, for the championship and stuff. So I mean, I, I, it's gonna be eyes on the indie promotions and the Bullet Club and all this kind of stuff in the summertime. So keep your eyes open for I, all that stuff. I might want to buy all in. <laughs> I don't feel like I want to miss this. I, I was hoping it's not going to pay review or something, but it's not. But I mean, unless you got to fly to Chicago and see if you want to buy one of them dummy seats. <laughs> you know, it's a possibility. Right. But so. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, we got to move on real quick into to something that's not so great. And that's uh, <laughs> your other boy, Enzo More. My man found I, some my man found some friends to put him on World Star Hip Hop. So, uh, the internet. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting here saying to myself, like, no, he didn't. He didn't do that. <laughs> Enzo ain't do that. Did you hear his rap style? Well, first first off, I'm kind of upset because in the first song he had in the music video, he just straight came at the stereotypical wrestling fan. Yep. Yes, he did. Had the fat dude sitting there yes, in, in the garage with Cheetos all Eat over like his Cheetos. fingers. With a <laughs> I was like, wow. Right. Wow. That's what he thinks we are. And I was like, I, I listened to the song and saw the video. Rise up like a phoenix, middle finger to the sky. Uh, put my hand and hold my consensual penis. I would love to have Q Flow examine his rap <laughs> because, as I, I am not a musical artist. I am not. Exactly. But we all have talents. When your rap sounds like Dirty Dr. Seuss, Whew. feel like there's a problem. Yeah, feel now, like there's a problem. I understand that. Okay, so Enzo was obviously talking about the girl that tried to frame him for rape. Correct. And I'm like, you might not want to be doing all this kind of stuff around the Me Too movement. And I mean, I mean, you just won. Who's your role model, OJ? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And I, I'm sitting. 
exactly. I'm sitting here saying, I'm sitting here saying like, okay. Um, I see Enzo likes hip hop. I mean, we see the Tupac uh, tattoo on his stomach. He don't have the thug life. He just has the life. He I see the Wu Tang on there. So I mean, I understand. You know, he likes that. I'm just like, but don't mean everybody can do it. Right, right. I I, I grew up in an urban area myself. Um, I mean, in my head as a, as a young boy, oh man, I had lyrics for days. No, I didn't. I did not. No, fuck that. I did no. not. I think he, he never realized that. <laughs> it, exactly, and then so he makes his video, and I'm just like, so the whole theme of the video is him, uh, rising up from the because he's he really rises up from his funeral. I'm just like, okay, and right drags his cash down there and said, you know. Whatever the girl got, she didn't get away with nothing. TMZ owes me this, and I'm the hottest free agent in entertainment. I'm just like, oh boy. But he wasn't done right. yet, though, because he went out and got another video that you did not see on World Star Hip Hop. And this is what I hate when they do. Now, look, <laughs> I'm, I'm not here to judge. This podcast is not here to judge or talk about anybody. Come on, get on your last storm. Be serious for a minute. Yeah, but <laughs> if I could be serious for a moment. One thing I hate is when rappers say all this shit in rap songs, but want to pray to God in the same song. I hate it. I'm just like, look, pick one. It it starts out like going to the, the, the real rap songs all slow, and he's doing the talking, and then you know I looked the devil in his eye, and I was scared and put the hands together, and I'm saying amen, and then you know I got my spirit all cleansed or whatever the case might be. But you know what? If you don't like the way I am, then you know fuck you. I hope you die first. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what is? I mean, the, the rap video is only like in three locations, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And first of all. The rap video looks like a bad kid commercial. You have to see his second video. And I'm like, okay. All right, Enzo. All right, Enzo. What are you trying... And first of all, uh, Lady Skitters is telling me he was just hanging out with 50 Cent not too long ago. If Enzo... I need to go. If I need to understand how these people hang, get together. I, I need to see the conversation that leads to this. Bro, first of all, I swear Enzo better not pop, pop up on power. He better not. <laughs> Enzo better not pop up on power at all or I'm gonna have a huge problem oh man I'm gonna have a huge problem so yeah he has these uh these rap videos out. I guess if y'all a fan of Enzo check him out if not I'm not blaming you for anything so but you know what it's all good the, the time when people came here uh let's go into uh my our raw review because I didn't get a chance. I mean, I saw raw this week, but like I said, I, mm-hmm. I I didn't get a chance to uh review it. So we're going to review raw now. So let me pull that up. So we're on the fast track to money in the bank here, and then we're going to run through this with some of the highlights. So uh, obviously, money in the bank is coming in up, and actually, it's looking like a pretty decent card because I don't okay. know if it's just you or excuse me, I don't know if it's just me. That women's money in the bank looks like it's gonna be it's gonna surpass last year's women's money in the bank. Oh yeah, um, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Becky, Natalia again, Amber and Moon. you know what? Amber Moon, Sasha Banks, and the Man. push, the push 
Lana. Oh, but don't forget Naomi. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot about Naomi. Na- Na- Naomi in there going to do some athletic shit. She wasn't in last year's. Right. So and she was the champion at the time. Exactly. So I'm just like, uh, I, I hate to say, the women's. I don't hate to say this. I don't hate to say it at all. The women's looks better than the men's do. I feel like the women's has a large majority of I don't really know how this is going to go. Understand. And that's why I feel it's better. Because you know for Money in the Bank, we love unpredictability. Yes. And this one is actually looking at the field of women and the storyline that each of these women have going into it, it's pretty unpredictable. You're right. You are so right on that one. So I'm, I'm but it looks better than the men's one to me. Okay. And I don't think the men's one's going to deliver quite like how the men's one did last. Because last year, you had AJ, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Ziggler. They were all in the same match. Yeah. And even though Baron Corbin won the match, the match was and Sami Zayn on it. It was all great. It was all indie heaven in that in that match. But this one, I'm like, Bobby Roode don't do ladders. Braun Strowman's just a big guy's gonna get the Big Show ladder. Uh-huh. Samoa Joe is is a great guy, indie guy, and all that. But I don't really see him do too much like ladder stuff. Kevin Owens is back in there. Finn Balor. He's not X Division no more. That's why. It's it, it, been long past the X Division. Yes, he is. Uh, Finn, Finn Balor is uh in there. So, I mean, so it, 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 it's a lot. And all depends on what what member knew that they're gonna pick also. So I'm curious. Uh-huh. So, but uh, I, it, I, I think it's gonna be Kofi. Just put that out there. I just think it's gonna be Kofi. It probably, it probably was. I, I'm gonna save mine for the predictions if they don't reveal it this Tuesday. But okay, so uh, Seth Rollins and Elias have a face off. Elias has the guitar. Seth Rollins has the chair. And they're going to start brawling. And, of course, Kurt Angle comes out and makes it a tag team match player. So, <laughs> we got Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns takes on Jinder Mahal and Elias. And I'm hoping we get an Elias-Seth Rollins match at Money in the Bank. I think that would be good. Don't care about Jinder and Roman Reigns at all. Well, let you know, they did announce that match for Money in the Bank. Which one? Elias and... Elias and Seth Rollins. Sweet. Seth Rollins for the belt. Yes, give me that. That, that, that that's gonna be a good match. Gender and Roman don't give two shits about. But uh, <laughs> at all, and Does anyone? Uh, David hate hate. Yeah, David Otunga's on commentary. I'm like, so was Booker T sick? Yeah, I, uh, I was wondering about that as well. I was like, so, and rate me if I'm wrong. Wasn't they in Houston on Monday? Exactly. I'm just like, wait a minute. So we're in Houston, Texas. We have Booker T. We already know the Booker T. Corey Graves heat was fake anyway. So I'm just like, now I I do know Booker T. Does not like doing commentary. He doesn't think he's that good at it. Me personally, I think he's better than Coach and Otunga. Yes. I, 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 Correct. I, my, that, I, 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 I can't dispute that at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying he's better than Graves, but he is better than Coach and Otunga. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Otunga makes the pop culture references that fall flat. They like Marvel be hitting on him. He just be saying something random. He'd be like, what? And I love that Corey Grace always calls that out. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was opening match and then of course uh they come uh, 
separates the chair in there, but Elias DDT Seth on the chair. So it's like, hey, wasn't my fault. He brought it in here. And uh, the heels pick up the win here. So I thought that was kind of creative finish. Uh, Kurt Hawkins is trying to celebrate. He has lost 199 matches, which is probably like the Goldberg streak. But now he brings out all these tacos. Is going to give the whole audience, which is impossible, tacos for, for when he wins tonight against wait, wait for it, James Harden. So I was like, oh, get it, the Rockets. So uh, Barry Corbin comes out, attacks James Harden, and Kurt Hawkins gets his loss. And he gets mad at Corbin, and Corbin beats him up and wastes all them tacos. Don't you know what? I hate when they waste them. They look real good tacos. Those were really good looking tacos, too. They were, I was like, that was a taco bell. That was a taco bell. That was good. I, I was like, "Why do y'all do this? Y'all fucked up food on the on the the B team barbecue, mm-hmm. and then now y'all want to fuck up food now and tacos of all things." I'm just like, "Oh, great!" So we know that's probably gonna be a pre show match, Corbin versus Kurt right. Hawkins. Hey, Kurt, your boy Kurt Hawkins sent up to the pre show. If he gets a pre show match, I need him to win something. And that's where it ends right there. Moving on. <laughs> this is going to happen. Nia Jax takes on Natalia and uh, Ronda Rousey on commentary. Uh, note to WWE, stop putting Ronda Rousey on commentary. But no, they, she has to practice talking. She has to. She has to, but she got to do something. I mean, it, it, is, it is just abysmal to hear her on commentary. It is. Look, I, I don't know who they got in the back to teach her something. I don't know. But she has to keep trying. That's yeah. the only way she's going to get better. Fair enough. Uh, Natalia does her little run over uh, Nia Jax's shoulder, but like she twisted her ankle. And Nia uh-huh. Jax uh, kind of capitalizes and picks up the win. And afterwards, she's, uh, Natalia sounded like Peter on Family Guy. Then <laughs> Ronda... R- <laughs> ah! <laughs> Rhonda comes down to check on her and then uh, Nia Jax is trying to say like, hey, I'm trying to check on Natalia. She's like, yo, back off. I got this. And I'm just like, the opportunity for you to attack Ronda Rousey from behind is right here. And they did not pull the trigger. They did not. I don't know what they're saving. I don't and I, I don't know if they're saving that for this upcoming Raw, I don't know if they're pushing towards Natalia being involved, but they, you're right. They let a golden opportunity go. So I don't know what the case of that is going to be. Uh, Byru is interviewed because he is going to be taking on Braun Strowman after the events that happened the previous Monday. Uh, so we get <clears throat> Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode, and I'm like, okay, Bobby Roode like with the, with the reports are saying has just not interest Vince McMahon at all and I'm just like well he is kind of boring now because y'all kind of like ruined him <laughs> y'all really ruined Bobby Roode you know how hard it is coming up from the NXT a lot of people don't make it <laughs> I hope Bobby Roode don't go that way but you know but Bobby Roode though he gotta make him make make him interesting because all he has is glorious that's all he has uh-huh. And it's just like uh-huh. it ain't appealing really no more. So, who really gives a fuck? But uh, absolutely, he he sets up a ladder 
right on the ring apron in the in the barricade and has Strowman chase him and he goes on the ladder like, yeah, the ladder's blocking me now. What you gonna do, Strowman? So then Strowman just, you know, gets monster handles the ladder and breaks it in half and Rude does a good job selling it like, oh my God. Even though You know what I have you know what I have a problem there? What? So if he doesn't destroy about three ladders mm-hmm. on Sunday, then what was all that for? Good point. But I mean, you know, since he changed the ladder now, I mean, he's probably going to destroy like all the ladders, and then he's going to get the, the whole big ass big show ladder that's like extremely sturdy. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what he's going to get up because Braun Strowman not climbing that ladder. Uh-huh. It's just not happening. So uh, I'm curious to see how the match goes. And then he uh, tosses Byron into the barricade, does the running power slam, picks up the win there. So n- nothing much other Byron going down the drain. Uh,. Kevin Owens is backstage. He has his match with Finn Balor, which they're, they're marketing as the first match that they've had in WWE. Not counting Beast in the East, because they were part of NXT and not counting any NXT matches. But this is their first WWE <laughs> match. So, okay. Good old WWE. Forget what you know. Exactly. Forget <laughs> forget everything you think you know. So, uh, he says, I don't understand the whole too sweet. What's too sweet? It wasn't too sweet when you couldn't hold on to your Universal Championship, all the kind of heel stuff Kevin Owens is saying. And then uh, we uh-huh. have the, the, the tag team battle royal. Whoever wins takes on uh, the eater of... Wait, the, the, the leaders of worlds. Whatever the fuck their name is, they, he takes on Bray <laughs> Wyatt and Matt Hardy. I, 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 I'm I so done with... I, I thought I was going to like them, and I'm like, I'm kind of done with them now because they're not doing anything with them. There, there, there's no... Backstage promos. There's no at the Hardy compound. There's no nothing interesting about them. They had that <clears throat> one dark and light promo. If they would have did one of those bi-weekly, bi-weekly, it'd be fine. Just give me something. They ain't giving me. They're not giving me anything. So, <clears throat> with that being said, I like how JoJo's explaining the rules of the tag team battle royal as they're fighting. Like a like a video game glitch. Like, wait, what's happening? Why are they all fighting before the before the rules is done? You know what's funny? I thought I was the only one that noticed that. In my head, I'm like, Jojo, why are you still talking? And I feel like you can almost hear in her voice when that happened that Jojo was kind of confused. Like Jojo stopped and looked like somebody was on the side and gave her the hands. Like, go on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I was kind of upset because McIntyre and Ziggler was eliminated. Like second and I was like why y'all putting them in there then y'all building them I'm, up why would y'all put them what? in there to lose yeah it's like building them up for what what is their plan with them well I think the plan is to build them up and to have McIntyre turn on Ziggler or Ziggler turn on McIntyre and you have a few out of that I was thinking for like SummerSlam because uh-huh. uh and I then you didn't Ziggler puts over McIntyre at SummerSlam and he can become like a huge big threat but I'm like honestly what I thought was going to happen was <clears throat> I thought my plan was going to come true I thought that they would win the tag team titles at Money in the Bank Ziggler uh-huh. and McIntyre would win the, the tag team titles from Bray Wyatt and, and Matt Hardy and then at Extreme Rules they would lose them and then that's when we get the turn either from Ziggler or McIntyre but I think McIntyre does better as a heel turns on Ziggler and then Ziggler puts him over at SummerSlam. Okay. And then after the SummerSlam was done, 
uh, that whole feud is done. Now they, they broke them off. Drew McIntyre goes on for like the universal title. It goes on, on to bigger, better things. And Ziggler, it just goes back to being the gatekeeper and being the mid card. That's why I thought it was going to happen. But instead, we get who I believe it was um, Ziggler that went over. And then McIntyre just mad and just start booting people. Exactly. And then like, Ziggler gets back in the ring and just start zigzagging and super kicking people. And then they just walk away angrily. <laughs> no, but they just wanted to do this B team shit. So I was like, all right, see y'all on the pre show. <laughs> uh, and then it gets then it gets worse because next up we have the segment with Bobby Lashley. For some reason, matching is not in this man's repertoire at all. Right. This man had a bright orange shirt with blue jeans with a cream blazer with like a brown hat. I'm like, what? I, I hate to say this, but as the man that he know he is, as the type of a man that he know he is, he know 100% he, he wrong. He, <laughs> <laughs> he looked in the mirror and said the things I do for my job that's what happened before he yeah. walked out because this was just that was just terrible and then uh, he's on the mic another mistake and Sami Zayn is in the crowd taunting him and saying showing all his inspirational quotes from Instagram trying to make fun of him and then he says you know I don't even know if Bobby Lashley you really the man that you are or were you even really part of the army and I'm like that is what got Bobby Lashley mad as Sami Zayn was yep. going up the steps. I'm like, like look, Sami is giving this 110% to make this feud something. I'm like... Sami's carrying the whole feud. He is. He's I'm carrying the whole feud only to try to probably get dust, but he's carrying the whole feud. And I'm like, can y'all just please let this shit go? Let, have that last shit go over at Money in the Bank and call it a day. That's basically what I got. Uh, six woman tag match the Riot Squad versus Ember Moon Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss goes down with a fake injury and leaves her team also I'm listening what's that, that that team combination I know why them three was put together but really why, 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 why were they put together I mean I mean obviously all three of them because they're in the women's money in the bank versus oh. three people that are not exactly oh, yeah, you're right you're right you're right okay but but I'm looking at them three as a team I was like no no <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. So Alexa Bliss goes out with this injury. Then Bailey comes in to make the save of the day, and then hits uh the Bailey the belly. I don't know if it's on Ruby Riot or if it's on. Um, I think it was on Logan. I really think it, it was, was on Logan. Logan. Okay, yeah, yeah, Sarah Logan, and wins the match for her team. But the consummary, the new Baron Corbin, who has to work with Kurt Angle because I forgot to mention earlier. I was like, what the fuck is this? Right, right. The constable of Raw. Yeah, I'm wow. like, who? Uh, AKA means we don't know what to do with you. Right. That's exactly what that means. Uh, says mm-hmm. that, well, Bailey wasn't in the match. She wasn't legal. So now the match, the decision has to be reversed. So then they're backstage and Kurt tells them that since Bailey wasn't part of it, uh, the win's going to the wire scribe. I'm just like, the only thing I cared about was like, okay, I got points. But that's it. See, uh, and, and I'm looking at that on the side. I was like, if we're going to keep doing things like this, can WWE just sit down all the refs over the past couple months? Because <laughs> y'all just been making mistakes. You watch Bailey run down and get tagged into a match that she was never part of and get a pin. Huh? That should have been a DQ from the gate. 
Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, whatever case may be. So uh, <clears throat> they lose the match, and now we have the uh, the main event: Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. Thought it was a good match. They always have good matches. Uh, Ke- uh-huh. uh Kevin, excuse me, Finn Balor wins by DQ, and in the matchup, Kevin Owens pulls out a ladder. And I don't know why you do this with Kevin Owens, but he goes to like almost the top of it to try to do a frog splash and he's like he's scared to do it I'm like bruh you are a indie darling as many things have, even besides the indie darling as many things I've seen you jump off while in WWE come on I'm like why are y'all doing this with Kevin Owens I'm like okay I get the Hell in the Cell one cause Hell in the Cell is kinda high and Shane is like all the way crazy right but uh I'm like the latter though Especially after we see you in a ladder match, I don't know, last year or a ladder match at WrestleMania? Like, are you serious? Right. Like, he's been in ladder matches at WrestleMania. This isn't his first money in the bank. Ladder matches at NXT. Come on, guy. Come on, guy. Come on. So he, <laughs> he hesitates. Finn Balor gets up, beats him down, and Finn Balor goes to the top of the ladder and does the most concentrated, stiff, double foot stop I see off a ladder. <laughs> That man sucked it all in like I'm not trying to break nothing. And he held right. that position like ah, all the way down. I'm just like, whoo, because, bruh, that's going to be kind of scary. I was kind of hoping like, hey, maybe we can, you know, see the demon again because I don't know wh- where the fucking demon is at. But uh, Last SummerSlam. Yeah, it, exactly. And uh, <laughs> that was Raw. So what do you think Raw was this week? How would you grade it? See. Um, it was a, pretty much a filler raw. Nothing really big came out of it. No, you know what? Wrong. The only thing big came out of it was the announcement of the Intercontinental match. But outside that, it was just a filler raw for me. Just something to fill the time. Yeah, it, it, it had some good moments, but it wasn't enough to propel the show. I, I'm going with the C minus range actually for, for myself of my love of enjoying. Uh-huh. But now I'm gonna move on to SmackDown, which I enjoyed a hell of a lot better. So well, you know, SmackDown's the A show. Oh yeah, now it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, they got on my going to Fox. So uh, when Raw has the B team, you know what's the A show. <laughs> I like that one. Hallelujah on that one, brother. So uh, <laughs> Carmella comes out and she's talking about. First of all, I, I want Oscar to beat her ass so fucking bad at Money in the Bay. <laughs> I want her to like beat her to roadkill and peel her off the map because. Carmella is a good heel. She's making me hate her and get on her nerves. I'm just like, if they have Carmella beat, I know Oscar already lost, but she lost to Charlotte Flair, somebody legitimate. If they have Oscar lose to Carmella, I may lose my shit. With that being said, we all recently watched Carmella beat Charlotte Flair clean. Kalina. Kalina. <laughs> I can't do this. (laughs) If she beats Oscar with like a code of silence, this might make this. They want me to stop watching wrestling. They that's what they want me to do. (laughs) I'm about now, now, now. Oscar has Oscar has never been pinned yet. She has submitted, but she never been pinned. But, bruh. Do you want to see Oscar submit to Carmella? I don't want Oscar really? to do any. I don't even want Oscar to sell for Carmella. <laughs> okay, I don't this, even want that. This to should be Bing Bing kick. 
down. This what should happen. That's, that's what should, uh, this should be a squash match, like as you don't even know. Um, but then uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose come out and said that they they could beat Oscar, uh, any one of them. And then Oscar says you'll take on both of them. So Paige makes a handicap match for later on right. tonight. Well, actually, right there. So we got a handicap also, match. Between, I'm listening. In that handicap, did you notice Sonya Deville in her Pride gear? <laughs> yes, because like, right, Pride was Sonya, uh, today, wasn't it? Yeah. It's this month. This month is Pride Month. June is Pride Month, everybody. Exactly. Yeah, so, a, yes, but for those who don't know, yes, Sonya Deville is a lesbian. So, she has a Pride Month. I'm like, man, look, we got all things going out in June. My birthday is Father's Day. I'm getting married. It's Pride Month. It's Black Music Month. So, you know. It's black. Oh, you know what? That festival was today. But, yeah. There's a lot going on this month. Exactly. So yeah, she did have a pride gear on, but I still didn't give a shit because Oscar beat that ass. So <laughs> <laughs> she did. And she, she did. did. And then uh, she texted. Then Carmella gives her like the weakest shot behind the head to Oscar. I'm just like, I'm so sorry, Oscar. You had to sell for this shit. She sold all of that move too, didn't she? Yeah. Didn't she sell all of that? Like I'm completely knocked out. Yeah, I'm just like, come on. And call me holding the head like ah, ah. I'm like Oscar. I want you to beat her ass. Out of all Oscar's <laughs> opponents, this Carmella has to be scientifically. I'm saying this now, scientifically, the weakest one. This is true. So uh, <laughs> this is so true. Even up, worse than the jobbers. Exactly. Uh, so next we have Luke Harper versus Carl Anderson. This match really wasn't nothing other than to give. Uh, the good brothers so a little bit of heat before they match your money in the bank, which they will lose. So, Luke Harper took a roll. I'll take my points as they come. Exactly. I, I see. <laughs> I don't take mine as money in the bank. I swear the good brothers beat the bunch of brothers. I'm like, you mean to tell me the Usos couldn't do it, the New Day couldn't do it, but you go give it to the good? Get out of here. I may Too make sweet, a rap song. Man. Too sweet. Uh yeah, uh Rusev Day mixed tag match, which everybody was like, it's Aiden English, not Rusev because he's in the main event. Everybody was like, oh, but Aiden, it's Aiden English and Lana takes on Naomi and uh, Jimmy Uso. First off, real quick, so who won that dance battle last week? Did you see it? I'm, I'm sorry, Lana won that. <laughs> not not like Naomi can't dance, but I feel like Lana outperformed her at that time. I have to go see it again because uh, people were saying it was Lana. I'm like, I don't know. I like the way Naomi was popping it, but uh, I mean, Lana <laughs> was a dancer too. Like, Lana is a dancer yeah, too. Absolutely, Lana was a dancer. But Lana was a better dancer than you expected her to be. It was almost like, all right, Naomi, we know you're about to kill it. Oh, you ain't really give it to her, Lana. Oh, Lana put some work on you. What you got? Nothing again. Uh, did Lana win this? And that's how it felt. <laughs> That's how I felt. Well, we had the mixed tag match where Naomi was flying all over the place to the point where she nearly died. She nearly uh, <laughs> gave herself a leader. And if it wasn't for Aiden English to catch her for falling on her face and bending herself out, he caught her and landed and then uh, had her land right on his chest like, okay, I got you. Jimmy Uso, thank uh-huh. that man for saving your wife in the back. Right. Uh, then she hits a nice crossbody on him. And then Jimmy Uso hits a super kick right in Aiden English's throat so he can't sing. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Uso and Naomi pick up the win here. Great to see they're doing nothing with the Usos. So. 
Nothing. 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 Uh, we have a contract signing between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. I like this one because one, it's not out. It's like pre-taped. Mm-hmm. And I love how uh, AJ signs the contract and then it gives him the pen. Nakamura says, your pen doesn't work. And Paige goes to grab He just flicks it back. And then he gets AJ's pen. And he said, this doesn't work yet. Just tosses the pen. AJ's like, pissed the fuck off. Slaps the hell. Like, I heard the slap. I'm like, man. He slapped That was Nak- a hard slap. He's like, <laughs> he slapped Nakamura. And then as the security takes him out, a, uh, Nakamura takes the pen out of his pocket from his suit and then stands up and says, Last man standing. I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling all Hill Nakamura. I'm feeling it all. I feel like that slap was so hard that Stephanie had to teach him it. <laughs> because, and I'm not going to lie, Hill Nakamura deserved that slap. You was watching him like, this Jack A, man. Like, yeah. he's, he's perfectly annoying from the, I don't speak any English. You're just sitting there like, oh, man, this guy. This guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> to toss out very good pens. So you know what? Screw you, Nakamura. But it's all good because you know what? I can't, I can't wait for the, now. I'm like, now. Because each match that they have done has gotten better than the previous one. Uh-huh. And I really like that match on SmackDown to determine who's going to pick the stipulation. So I'm very curious to see who, what's going on with this last man standing match. This is the rubber match, isn't it? Yes, because there, there were two no contest matches. There was a count out uh, from the outside and a double count out. So each one has a victory. Uh, nice. So I, I, I'll i save my predictions for Money in the Bank uh, podcast. Uh, Charlotte versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. I thought this was a really good match. Seeing the four, two, that four horse women going again. Great match. Yeah, so I enjoyed that. This would have been a match. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying this would have been a match of the week for me out of all the shows until Cedric Alexander mm-hmm. versus Buddy Murphy. Did you see that match? You know what? I actually saw that one. I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to sit here and watch this 205 Live. And I actually saw that match. And I, you know what? You're right. It's gotten a lot better. Is it, yes, I'm just like so. Yeah, I said that. I was like, see that that nice 25 minute match. Like this, this is a match right here. I I I I was enjoying that. That's that's the match of the week for me. So that that was a really good match. Uh, but uh, Becky Lynch wins with the disarmor. Uh, so that's pretty good going into Money in the Bank for her. Big Cass is interview. Not too happy with the segment of him just saying the same shit about Daniel Bryan, which he's going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like whatever. So. Thank God I dropped him because he, he, he watched watch him win at Money in the Bank. Uh, Sin Cars backstage talking to talking with Amos and Selena Vega. Uh, uh, and Selena Vega is uh, talking about, and he's talking about, you know, how him and Amos was cool when they was traveling buddies. And Selena Vega says, well, you know what? Y'all not cool no more because, you know, you would never left him and something of that nature. There will be a match next week. Amos comes out of nowhere and attacks Sin Cara. And I'm like, huh, they may get the pre show. You think? I think that'd be a better pre-show than other things that have been stated right. to tonight. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, opposed to I would rather see Sin Cara and Amos than uh, Kurt Hawkins and uh, Baron Corbin. Right. Just saying. A uh, six-man tag. I'd rather see them than the B team match too. Exactly. Six-man tag match. The New Day takes on the Miz, Rusev, and Samoa Joe. This is uh, also I like how the New Day was going to have the Miz pick. 
who was going to be part of the matchup, uh, the name in the hat, but then they, they switched it with Pancake Batter, <laughs> Mrs. Piss. And uh, so they, once again, they have really good matches. They do. The, the New Day is just really that good. I'm actually curious. I'm like, I want to see how this is going to do it because they're building a lot of story around the New Day and what who is going to pick it up. And I'm like, okay, now my original pick, I'll do a spoiler because I, I got to say this now. Miz was my pick to win the match. Uh-huh. But something in me is like, Daniel Bryan, Miz Feud don't need the belt. But what they if... don't need the belt, but it would look so good with it. It would look so good with it, but they don't need it. And I'm like, what if they just try something different? What if they do Kofi? What if they do Biggie? What are they do is it me personally? Now watch. Everybody's not picking Xavier Woods. They didn't think they don't want to do Xavier Woods. Watch Xavier Woods be the one that goes in there. But I'm like, hey, get I could do an AJ Styles Kofi Kingston match at SummerSlam. I think that'd be a great match. I I, I could do but something like that. I, I think that'd be a great match. But I think that would hold the whole stipulation behind it of Oh, that's not Kofi's deal. Awesome. Now, Kofi actually has been in that spotlight before. Let us, let us not forget that. But it has been some time. So I feel like people forget that. I agree. But you know what? He They don't even have to win the championship. But to have New Day have the money in the bank and do the free bird rule with the money in the bank, like they're all oh, Mr. Money in the man. Bank, I don't think it, oh, I, I don't think it will work for the WWE Championship. But I think it will work perfectly for them to have it for the Freebird for Mr. Money in the Bank. I mean, and they could lose it. It's fine. They can do a match and they can say, hey, you know, Kofi goes for the match and he loses it. I don't think they're going to do that. Unless they want to be like, hey, Big E takes it, becomes a champion, and becomes heel. And then. I was about to say, if you want to hold on to the money in the bank and use that as a heel turn for them, like the New Day has cashed the money in the bank, and then. You could just have the new day attack, and then somebody picks up the pin, and you're just be like, "Wow!" But, but you come know, come on. In, in reality, it's like they don't need to do that. I personally would be like, "Why can't they do what the Shield is doing now?" The Shield, when they 2.0, when they got back together, they never officially broke back up, but they they're doing their own thing. But when it's time for the Shield, they'll come back for the Shield. You know what I'm saying? Right. Seth Rollins is Intercontinental Champion. Roman Reigns is dealing with Jinder Mahal. He's dealing for a WWE Champion. But when when you need a partner, when you need something, I'm there. I'm like, why can't they do that? They, they can go like, you know what? Hey, we ran this New Day thing longer than anybody thought it was going to last. The new, the new Day has been around for about four years. A lot of groups don't even make it past the second year. Some of the greatest groups of all time, other than the Four Horsemen, but they went to different incarnations. But when it comes to like evolution, evolution started in 2003, I believe it was, and ended in 2004 when they got rid of Randy Orton, and then it definitely ended in 2005, the beginning of it. So it only lasted about a year and a half. The New Day been going strong for four years. That's quite. That's quite some time for a tag team. Quite some time. If, if for a trio and been selling merch with that as well, so they like you know, right. so p- people still like what they do. So I'm just like, why don't y'all try something different? Y'all can still have them do new day stuff, but have them go off and have an agreement like we're gonna go off and do a singles thing. We're going to get behind Big E or Kofi Kingston or Xavier Woods for this championship push. But when you need us, 
we gonna be here. So I mean, we gotta see how that goes. But uh, time to move on here, and it's time to get into NXT, which has been some of the most entertaining TV. It's the best show. It is the best show. (laughs) It's the best show. So uh, let's hit that NXT music. So NXT was uh, live on Wednesday, and I'm kind of upset that I did not get a chance to review last week's episode. So quick recap, the only thing that really mattered to me was two things. Number one, I love the whole Bianca Belair uh, segment, talk about her life. That was actually a really good segment. It it developed some real story for the character. Not like in the storyline, but like... Just the character development itself is like, you know what, I might actually want to care about you. Yo, yo, she's going to be a better Sasha Banks than Sasha Banks. Than Sasha Banks. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, first of all, because I was like, I love how she stuck it to the indies. I love how she said, look, I ain't young no more. I'm a grown woman. I don't have to pull myself back to make everybody else feel good. I see the way y'all look at me in the gym. I see how we have you on social media. I'm just better, faster, stronger, smarter than all of y'all, and y'all just got to deal with it. I'm just like, uh-huh. I want it all. Yes, I want it all. So that the Bianca Belair thing was great last week, and the Ricochet and Velveteen Dream segment. That flip was so clean. Bruh. He cleared the ropes and landed on his feet. First of all, we've been to live wrestling shows. You see how high yes. the WWE ring is. Yes. Yes. And that thing, that a WWE ring, honestly, has to be about. I'm gonna say eight to nine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight because even when the big shows out there and like Great Khali, like their head doesn't even really come. It like it took to graze the top. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that that's like an eight foot from the top turnbuckle to the ground. Mm-hmm. And Ricochet ain't even six foot. And the man clears the ropes and falls eight feet down on his feet and walks up to Velveteen Dream and says, "Then show me, bruh. I don't know. Every he he cleaned it. Wow. Every match. Because first of all, I, the thing is." I don't know why we surprised because we seen it live in person at House of Hardcore. We see Ricochet right. do a backflip over the top rope, and I'm like, but for, for some reason, the way he cleaned that and landed around his feet, and I'm just like, who that guy? He did that because if he didn't, that it would have been over. But I'm just like, but Velvet Dream just looked like he just seen a ghost. And like, <laughs> it looked like Velvet Dream was scared of him, but turned on by him by the, at the same time. See, the thing is. He cleaned it so disrespectfully. That's what it really is. He jumped over and he so it was like watching a gymnast in the Olympics. He he didn't necessarily have a running jump. He's just like, okay, jump, fly, flip, land, and walk. He didn't land and stumble. He didn't land and buckle. He didn't land and had to come to a running stop. Stop and, and walk. Show mm. me. And it was he that set the tone for his career. That one thing set the tone for his entire career. Bro, I'm gonna put I'm gonna push like this. Ricochet dropped the mic that he didn't even hold. Yes. That's exactly what he did. But and then Velveteen's face 
told it all. Yeah, it just like, oh god. Him and that per that was whoever that cameraman is, give them a race. They had the perfect shot of the crowd from when he landed that that you could just see everybody lose all of their mind, all of their mind. Exactly. Who I was just like, okay. This match right here is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Ricochet versus the Velveteen Dream. And it's like every few Velveteen Dream is in, that joint is hot. Right. You yeah. don't win no fuse, but he's great. But, well, he, he beat Cash is on though, but outside that. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> the, the Cash is on one, the, uh, the, the, the Alice the Black one. Man. And now the one with, one with Ricochet. He has had the match. Huh? Who's next, man? <laughs> Yo, I don't know, but to be honest with you, he need to have a North American Championship because Adam Cole is doing nothing with it. <laughs> Adam Cole, I, look, I like Adam Cole, but he's doing nothing with the North American Championship. Is he defending it? No. He don't have an opponent for he don't, there, There's no <laughs> match for him at TakeOver. I'm just like, look, because honestly, I had Velveteen Dream winning. But we'll have to say that for predictions. We have to say that for predictions. <laughs> I'm just saying, but look, uh, Shayna Baszler comes out and she cuts a promo about what Nikki Cross did to her last week, and I don't know what it was about Shayna Baszler in this promo, but she was was sounding weird to me. And I was looking back at, I'm just like, it looked like she was like, you know, like when you're a kid and you're playing the bad guy. And you, you're yeah. acting like what you think a evil bad guy would do. That's well, what I got from Shayna you know Baszler. Truth. Her and Ronda went to the same class. Yeah, but, but the thing is, Ronda. That's the it, problem. But Ronda, <laughs> Ronda's a face though. Shayna Baszler trying to be a heel, and she's doing all these neck movements and talk about some. If you ever, I'm just like Shayna. I, 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 I'm not feeling that. I, there's just something about it I wasn't feeling. But Nikki Cross comes out. And then uh, Shayna Bay says, you know, if you do, do, do touch me down that again, you know, I will hurt you. And then uh, Nikki Cross says, do it, Shayna. Do it. Do it. And I'm like, so then they start brawling. And, of course, she rolls out the ring. This is uh, going to be an inter- interesting match because I like Nikki Cross, but she has some work. to. Be- she has a great character. But, like, her in-ring work, I'm like, yeah, it's good. But I... T- as, as, as messed up as this sound... I don't like when her voice come out of her face. And I'm not saying I don't like her accent. I'm saying it doesn't look right for her character. You know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or it probably should. It probably should. Like, I, I think I want her to be, like, for her character and the way she is, I want her to be another kind of crazy. Not like, you know, lunatic fringe. I Like, I keep you in, in a mental hospital crazy. I want it to be like, be, be like, have your hair over your face and be like, do it, Shayna. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Like, like very like soft and sinister to the point like, this woman means business. Not to the point where like, hey, we need to get the white coats out here. Right. Type thing. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it, you know what? That's going to the prediction. I'm not going to step into that territory. But just seeing them two in the ring against each other, I mean... She is the only person in NXT right now I see as a legit threat to Shayna based on how they built them. How, it, no, it, I disagree with you on that one. 
I disagree. Kyrie? I, no. Are you going to say Kyrie? No. Bianca Belair. You see, she needs more matches for me. No, no, she needs more matches. Here, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. The, what she does, see, because the thing is, we're looking at matches here, but what we're forgetting okay. is she is the only woman that outworked every woman in that locker room. That's a fact. Before she was ever Bianca Belair, the character, when they were showing the tapes of her. Two years ago at the performance center, they said, yo, we got this girl in here named Bianca Belair who is just shutting it down on every single woman in this NXT locker room. That's back when, um, let's see, 2016 is when this happened. That uh, a couple people like Oscar was still down there. Well, let me, let me come to that point then. In WWE, if you want a title match, and let's be real, this is how it should be. If you want a title match, then you got to work. And you got to show in the ring that you're putting in that work to earn yourself a title match. So I want Bianca Belair and a high-profile feud that makes you say, okay, I know you all worked them in the back. Cool, that's in the back. Show me what you could do under the spotlight. Well, if that's the case, that's a contradiction for Brock Lesnar, Sheamus, Goldberg. I said like it should be. (laughs) I mean, that's a contradiction. And first of all, Triple H is working with her. That's his. That's his. And Triple H, when he got somebody under his wing, he's like, look, Bianca Belair, she come out there and shutting the thing down, but the character that she has with to go along with, it's like, look, she she needs more match. She needs to polish up a couple things. But so does Shayna. Shayna came from UFC, but that's what I'm saying. What sold Shayna Baszler as a legit threat? It wasn't her winning matches because if you think about it, she lost the Mae Young Classic. She didn't win her first couple matches. She lost. She lost to Ember Moon. The only matches she had at NXT was Ember Moon, Kyrie Zane, and that was that was in the Classic, and maybe a job or two. She didn't have that many matches. But what was it that sold Shayna Baszler as a legit badass? You saying just. Her personality, her persona, her no, story. UFC is what sold Shayna Baszler on her badass. Like, yo, this woman out here is legitimately kicking ass for real. That's what it is. It's like, yo, so you got this UFC fighter in here who's wrestling. It ain't about the match. It's about, like, yo, you you crazy enough to beat Emma Moon. Like, she's still green in wrestling. But she's going... Getting... Would you not argue? Would you not argue at that point? Sh- yes, Shayna Baszler. Baszler had that established career in another company. We've been seeing what she could do. For Bianca Belair, it's more of, we've just heard what she no, could no, do. No, 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 no. We see what she is doing. That's what I'm saying. When they showed that, the girl is dusting women in track. The girl played every single sport there was other that was allowed for a girl to play other than football in school. The girl got college degrees. She... It, that, that's the proof right there. That's why she's the fastest. That's why she's the strongest. That's why she's the smartest. That's why she's the EST. They established that about her already. The woman got a WrestleMania moment before Shayna Baszler even did. The, the rocket is behind Bianca Belair. And the question is like, huh? No, I'm saying, okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. The girl, see, the thing is, Triple H don't want her to go out there and have these 20-minute matches. That's not what she's... 
she's going to do that as time grows on. But same thing with Shayna Baszler. At first, when we, I, I remember the podcast and we was over there watching. We wasn't sold on Shayna Baszler when she first came in. Right. I didn't think Correct. she was going to make it to the finals. And then when she did in her first couple matches with Amber Moon, we was there live. We didn't think that one was that good. Uh-huh. But then the second one she had at TakeOver New Orleans, I'm just like, wait a minute. That was a good yeah. match with Amber Moon. Remember that? Yes, it was. That's what they're going to do with Bianca Belair. It's like, look, she is just downing all the women. Her career is an athlete, okay? CrossFit, they show what she can do. And she is just like killing the competition to there is none. And then when she goes out there, Triple H has her doing one new move every match. Don't so you saying any... Bianca Belair is next? No, 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 no. You're no. saying they're going to go from Shayna Blazer to Bianca Belair? No, 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 no. Bianca, well, first of all, I think Bianca Belair is the one that's either going to knock Shayna Baszler off or Dakota Kai. Because I think, I think what it is is that after Nikki Cross is done, when it's time for Shayna to go to the main roster, I think Dakota Kai will be the champion. But... After I think the, they can't roll from Shayna to Dakota Kai. Not that I don't think Dakota Kai can't be a champion. She, like, the way you said she's a better Sasha Banks than Sasha Banks, the, the Dakota Kai is a better Bailey than Bailey. Exactly. But th- that's the thing, though. You have the face, because Bianca Belair is a heel. Because her character and her attitude speaks heel. Like the original Kurt uh-huh. Angle, nobody likes the arrogance. So, what I think is going to happen is that. You can't have two heels go ahead. You can't have a badass from USC versus the established. That, that, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is you a face has to knock off Shannon Baszler. Right now, they're building a story about her being the bully and Dakota Kai finally knocking off Shannon Baszler. That's the story. Everybody else in here is going to have, uh, like, it may be Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is going to get beat. It may be Kyrie Zane, but Kyrie Zane is going to get beat. I'm saying. Dakota, I think it'll be Kyrie Zane first. Huh? I, I see it. I see it going back to Kyrie Zane and they reuniting that feud. I mean, well, they, well, they, well, they can do that. Then Dakota Kai, but I think that Bianca Belair knocks off Dakota Kai or uh, Kyrie Zane. She knocks off a face, and then she uh-huh. is the, the NXT Women's Champion because she can carry that belt. But you give her a little bit of time to to, to knock, because uh, Trish wants to save her, because she's going to be something in the making. But um, I know we we, we got sidetracked because I I, right. I, I like to talk about them. But uh, TM61, aka now their new name, the Mighty, defeated Mike Horrible Huckley. name. Horrible, I don't like the name Horrible at all. Horrible name. I'm like, <laughs> why? I didn't understand why they were TM61, but I'm like, but just keep calling them that. I, I, I now thinks that means the mighty 61. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but I, I mean, just going hey, from that to the mighty, that's all I got. <laughs> you know what? TM, the mighty, I, I can agree with that. Oh, yeah, they, they, they beat the Mike Hugley and Robbie Grant guy. Uh, Roderick Strong takes on Danny Birch. Uh, I, I like that match. Yeah, like it, that it, was, match. it was a de- decent match, and then Roderick Strong... The Messiah of the Backbreaker, as Ronaldo calls him. <laughs> uh, Beast, Beast Danny Birch. And a decent, great match. I enjoyed it. Then, uh, of course, Pete Dunn comes out and beats up Roderick, uh, Roderick Strong. But then Kyle Riley and Ellis Peter comes out and they take them out. So, at TakeOver, we're going to have Danny Birch and Arnie Lorcan taking on Roderick Strong and 
um, Kyle O'Reilly. And then the other member who was the tag team champion with him, I mean, I guess they're all still the tag team champions, but the other member of the Undisputed Era, I heard he's fighting Pete Dunne at TakeOver. Adam Cole? No, the other one. Bobby Fish? Bobby Fish is either challenging him at TakeOver. Bobby Fish is injured. They did a promo online when Bobby Fish was talking about, you know what, I can take out Pete Dunne. Yeah, no, okay, I think it was to be heelish, but he's still injured. Okay. Okay, because... I, I think it was more I, I, so I like... That, I, I thought he was going to be injured at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was more of, I'm injured and I can still take him out. Because he ain't that See, he, he, he ain't that good. Okay, excuse me. I was reading that as, I'm no longer injured and I'm about to finally dethrone Pete Dunn so we can all just glisten in the sunlight. Because, <laughs> because honestly, that wouldn't make no sense. If that was the case, if Bayer Fish wasn't injured, then Roderick Strong gives him back his championship and Roderick Strong takes on Pete Dunn. That's the story. That's, what, that, that's why I was confused. Yeah. That's why I was like, why is it? Why is it Bobby Fish? Like, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, Bobby Fish not doing that, though. Uh, we have the rubber match between Kyrie Zane and Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans has grown on me. I love Lacey Evans now. And, I think her gear has gotten better, too. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like, yes, she has her gimmick, but she's still her and her gimmick, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Uh, Kyrie Zane... Uh, is very aggressive, more aggressive in this match. Mm-hmm. And she uh, hits the Alabama slam and hits her beautiful elbow drop on Lacey Evans. And first of all, I think Lacey Evans is the best. Sells that elbow the best. Since taking it. Cause it's that contortion when it lands. It's that contortion. When she like, alright, let me cave my whole body in and twist my arm up on the side and show the pain in my face. And you're like, good job. Exactly. So... You sold that your whole body felt that elbow, you know? I agree. Uh, main event time, which is not really a match, it's more of a segment because Tommaso Ciampa comes out <laughs> and talks about what happened with Candice LeRae last week. And John Gargano, it's his fault that he knocked it down. He was just, I was just defending myself. John Gargano ain't hearing that shit. He comes out and he attacks Tommaso Ciampa and beats his ass. And then uh-huh. Tommaso Ciampa gets a, a shot to the back of his head. He gets broken by the referees. You think it's over as the, the sign's about to go out? Because they did do this a lot with the Gorgano and Ciampa stuff. Then Johnny attacks him on stage, and he hits him with something. He starts bleeding. And I'm like, okay, I think we're going to get some color in this Chicago street fight. I mean, it makes sense. I think we're going to get the some color. The bad blood is legit spilling out of them, so the blood needs to spill out of them. So that I agree. makes all the sense in the world. So the rumor was that it was supposed to be a last man standing match, but since it AJ Nakamura is having that match, then um, they're not going to have that match because it was like WrestleMania. There was a rumor to have a TLC match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, but since NXT was doing the ladder match first, they couldn't do it. So now since WWE is doing the last man standing match, they got to go to a Chicago street fight because it's the, it's like uh-huh. the same as the unsanctioned match. I'm just like, okay. I hope this one's more right. brutal and more weapons in this one. Uh-huh. So, and I think that, because I don't think, I think this is not going to, I think there's going to be one more. I really think they're going to do that Hell in the Cell at NXT. 
You really think they're going to do the Hell in a Cell? I think they're really going to do a Hell in a Cell between these two. The first ever Hell in a Cell at NXT. They can't go to the top because there ain't going to be no space. But I think <laughs> they're they, they going to do the first ever Hell in a Cell at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. And that's SummerSlam, uh, oh, no, right? No, excuse me. Four, yeah. I think that's what's going to be the final encounter between Johnny Gorgano and Tommaso Ciampa. I think that NXT is going to have the first. If they could do war games, I think they could do Hell in a Cell. They could do Hell in a Cell. And I think that's going to be the. I, that's why I think Ciampa's going to win this one because it's going to have something to do with cancel rate. But we'll, I'll get to that in the predictions. But I think that the uh-huh. rubber match is going to be a Hell in a Cell at TakeOver Brooklyn 4 between these two. That could be a good match. That could be a damn good Hands match. Down, that could be a damn good match. Exactly. So, <laughs> that and Adam uh, Cole versus Velveteen Dream for the title, North America title, is what I have so far for TakeOver Brooklyn 4. He needs to fight somebody at TakeOver. Who? I can't have I can't have Adam Cole not defend and Pete Dunne not defend. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, well, I mean, I'm used to be done not defending, but I'm saying, but Adam Cole, they they made the mid card championship for y'all. They made another mid card championship for y'all. That's, that was the job of the UK championship that doesn't get defended. Exactly. So, so that was NXT. I thought NXT was uh, uh, this week. I will say it was about to be. I think I like last week's show better with Velveteen Dream and uh, and Ricochet and Bianca Belair. And I did actually. Sorry, I actually liked the, the Ricochet flip. Might have made it an A by itself. Exactly. <laughs> and I actually liked the way they booked Lars Sullivan against uh, Alistair Black. He actually caught the Black Mass last week. Mm-hmm. And I he liked did. that. He absolutely did. So I'm excited for Takeover Chicago. I'm curious, curious to see what they're going to do for the go home. They will do that all in the predictions. But uh, right now we have to move on so we can get this show uh, going. And next up. We have here is uh, something that I know that you don't want to talk about. I know you don't want to talk about it. But uh, it's time for fantasy updates. We don't we don't need to do that. No one wants to know this. Yes. We, no, no. So, as you know, this is the up-to-date fantasy updates, guys. And uh, here we go before we close out the show here. So, let's go to fantasy. And uh, people are taking the hits, man. People who you thought that had some good people, they ain't doing nothing. Right. They not doing nothing. So you know what? It's a weird time in WWE. <laughs> it is. So here we go. Coming in at last place with negative 125 is Quattro. Sorry. I choose to remain silent. <laughs> and uh, then next no up. One I have. Wins anything, anything. <laughs> Don't worry, we, we're gonna have a chance to change some of these things. Uh, next up, coming in at uh, was it one, two, three, four, five, uh, fifth place? We have is Q Flow, Florida rookie with negative five. I feel bad for Q Flow because he can never get out the negative five. He has been treading water <laughs> for the past month. Q Flow has had negative five since the second week in May. Wow. He comes up, and I, I was really happy for him on Raw when he came up to like 20 points and then SmackDown because he got Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Oh, man. So. Gotta be killing him. Exactly. He has Shinsuke and AJ. Oh, 
that's just even swapped so, all day. E- e- exactly. I'm just like, so, uh, coming in at fourth place with uh, 25 points is the PRIME primetime. Because uh, he figured picking Daniel Bryan number one, Daniel Bryan ain't won a single shit since he finna come back other than that win against Jeff Hardy. No, he beat he be Cass. He beat Cass. Oh, yeah, he beat Cass, and then also he fell asleep to Samoa Joe this past week. Yeah, that, which is kind of embarrassing, but not embarrassing. <laughs> and then uh, coming in at third place with 45 points is Swag on Zero. Because he... Whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I'm hating. I'm just hating. I, I, I understand why you're hating. Because he has Braun... Gender and Roman and New Day and Charlotte. So he dug up about the whole two. It's just that Roman and Gender is in, in a feud together now, so those points cancel out. But if Braun win this money in the bank, I'm gonna be pissed myself. And if Charlotte wins, yeah. if if Charlotte wins and Braun wins, he gets a hundred points that that one night. Don't, don't let him cash in on top of it. Oh, man. Oh, oh bruh, bruh. I'm going to be done like game over. Game over. <laughs> Why are we even playing this game? <laughs> exactly. Coming in at second place with 135 points is your boy, Mr. A&E. Thank you, Ruby Riot, for that gauntlet match. That means that. <laughs> no, that means at first place with 145 points is J.D. Moxie. I know that hurts. I know that hurts you. It, I know it, it does. It does kind of hurt. I'm just like, first of all, man, Seth Rollins is what's keeping him alive. Samoa Joe's keeping him alive. Sandy ain't been there. Brock ain't been there, so he ain't losing no points. And Cedric ain't lost a match since December of 2017. <laughs> he got the safest pick in the world. <laughs> he got the, the safe. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So, at this point, I need to drop people and pick up Shane McMahon out of hope of stop losing points. So, <laughs> we are here on the podcast, and then we got a money bank coming up, so we are allowed to drop and pick up people. So, I already said, I now a couple weeks ago, I dropped big cash and picked up Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't huh? keep that. I'm going Does to he work dro- there, huh? <laughs> Does he still work there? <laughs> oh, oh he's gonna be back, he's gonna be back soon. I, I'm gonna drop right now. I'm gonna drop Shelton Benjamin and pick up Bianca uh-huh. Belair. Oh, you you trying to get on that gravy train a little early, huh? Bro, I was already on the gravy train. I just I just need a biscuit to sop it up. That's all it is. So, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Bianca Belair and drop Shelton Benjamin. Is there anybody you want to, to drop from your squad to pick up? I, I am. Let me look into this list. I'm gonna keep Randy because he hasn't lost me any points. I know he's not working. I know. I heard me. <laughs> I got Chopper can pull out a win for me this weekend. Chopper can can't pull out a twenty-five point win for you this weekend. This, I need you to defenestrate the fashion police. <laughs> oh, they've been at, losing you points. At this point, I'd rather take the B team. So you want to drop three Zongo for the B team? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to drop Breezango for the B team. This this is like this is what we call a Hail Mary. <laughs> if this 
possibly works. <laughs> if they win the tag team championships, that could okay. If T- Tommaso Ciampa wins and they win the tag team championships, you could start making your way almost out of negative. Same way, if Alexa Bliss could somehow win this money in the bank, Ooh. somehow talk about a turn around. You hear me? If the street profits could get back to work, yes. <laughs> if the club, if the good brothers can win these belts, <laughs> good point. I, you know, I don't know about that. What I'm just saying, there there are superstars out there. Uh, the Brian Kendrick has been winning recently. Hideo Tommy has just not been on. He been on there, but right. been in segments, right? Kyrie Zane is my money maker. <laughs> but, but, but you know, but you know, you know who's coming to Two Hundred Five Live though, don't you? Leo Rush, your boy Leo Rush. They say, you know what? We're gonna take your cocky attitude and turn it into a gimmick. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I, I think you, they still might make him, you know, eat, eat trash. No, Triple H owns. He's doing Two Hundred Five Live. Leo Rush ain't losing. Not yet. I don't know where he's gonna debut, but hey. I'm trying to help you out. That could be a pickup. Right. I feel like I might have to drop the revival too, man. I'm. What happened to the? Are they still a thing? <laughs> like they were in that tag team turmoil, and they they got eliminated so early. It's look, but before SummerSlam, they ain't doing nothing. I, I need I need to get rid of the revival. Okay, who's going to replace the revival? That's the kicker right there. Who's left? Once again, who was out there? Help. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's the people out there. It's like, uh, I mean, there's, there's Kurt Hawkins. You know what? Let me go where I know. Let me let me roll with the Brian Kendrick. All right, the Brian Kendrick and uh, who and the B team dropping for Breezango and the Revival. Yeah, and I'll just rock out since then. I, I know, I know, Mickey is losing, but. I don't know what else to do there. Yes, I feel you in that one. Like I said, I had to get rid, I had to get rid of Shelton, and I'm going with Bianca Belair. So, all right, guys. So that is the fantasy. But you know what? That is our show for this evening. So I hope you guys will. Well, while we're recording it, it is evening time. But hopefully, by the time you're listening to it, it is Monday morning, and I am up doing something, celebrating my birthday. Hopefully, some kind of way. So make sure you guys. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Wish a happy birthday to Mr. A&E, everybody. Thank you very much. I'm getting kind of older. So, I, I'm in your club mm-hmm. now. I'm in your club now. You just had to take the shot, Nate. I saw <laughs> it saying. coming. I had it coming. I saw it coming. You didn't have you, yeah, the, the gun was there. You know why until you put bullets in it. I'm about to say, hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm, in that, I, I'm, in that, I'm in that 30 club. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> make sure you you know, I, now, let me really hope to make it to tomorrow though. but yeah uh, <laughs> so uh, make sure you guys uh, if you're listening to on YouTube sign down at the comments down below if you, know, if you have any comments about the show if you want to contact us because we don't have any emails this week so we really need you guys to participate and give us some emails so we can talk about it answer some of your questions right here on there on uh, No Gimmick Scene so how do you get an email into us make sure you guys write into the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. Once again, that's the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. 
dot com and you spell c-o-a-l-i-t-i-o-n and make sure you guys check us out on uh stitcher if you guys have android and by the way let me get this out just real quick we're having problems with stitcher because stitcher emailed me and saying that my our podcast can't be read because it's saying that it's a different format at a different time frame than what i'm sending them and i'm like okay because I have no other problems with iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Speaker. So, uh. <coughs> excuse me. I am trying to get that fixed for you guys. Let I will deal with the stress of it. So, make sure you guys check us out on Stitcher as well still. Make sure you guys check us out on iTunes. You have an iPhone, uh, Speaker, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that great podcast apps. And on YouTube, if you got YouTube Red, that works out too as well. But... You listen to us on YouTube and uh, uh, listen to all the great things. So, uh, yeah, decent week in wrestling. So, remember, Raw and SmackDown reviews will be on the No Gimmicks Needed podcast every week until after my wedding and my honeymoon. And I will go back to going to doing those reviews for you guys early in the morning of Raw and SmackDown. So I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate all you guys' patience. The videos you guys are going to be seeing this week, we got a lot of DBXs that, uh, and a lot of reaction videos and stuff like that coming out. All pre-recorded stuff, so I hope you guys enjoy it because, like I said, I'm going to be busy. I'm going to try to get some E3 out there to you guys, but expect to see Swag on Zero doing that. Hopefully, uh, Quadro's keeping up the community on Facebook. Yes? No? Right. Man. Yes, I am. All right. I'm so. on it. I am on it. <laughs> All right. So make sure you keep that up. Make sure you check out our uh, collaboration company, Spacious Productions. Uh, check out their website and check out the Mark and Dark show, or their podcast that comes on weekly. So make sure you check that out. Great group of guys there. I know they're probably going to be talking about E3 as well. So uh, <clears throat> once again, this is NC the place to be. Channel 20, Mr. A&D. And the, the hard R from the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. Good night, everybody. All right, and make Q flow. I see you at the concerts, bro. I see you over yes. there doing your thing, getting all very aggressive and everything. But you know what? I, I saw that. I saw that too. <laughs> oh, oh, so so you was you there? Or you seen on on uh online? I, I I saw it online. I was at another friend's concert that night, but I saw it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So he was very very aggressive. I was like, oh whoa 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 whoa, let me hide behind something. But you know what, Q? Right. Q flow, I need you to, to to slow it down, man. Slow it down, and like Swag would say, do it for the ladies. And whatever you at, man, with that good music you do, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know, so sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.